and welcome back to The Happy Half, a half hour weekly podcast with me, Heather Conder, to share what has made me and others happy and to shout out some of the happier things in the news. It's episode six, which means we're already over halfway to 10 episodes. How crazy. Literally, how weird is time at the moment? I think we can all agree. Some days are just going so incredibly slowly, but yet somehow we're halfway through July and already on episode six. But I hope you all had a good week. Since the last episode, my dad has now promised to play his violin. So I might eat my words and live to regret encouraging his best version of green sleeves. And I've still been doing lots of driving, a bit of cooking. And there's been loads more good news from people messaging in, which I can't wait to share. And it was meant to be the Olympics this coming week. So I have a very timely guest who is going to instead share some silver linings. So enjoy. Stories from me for this week. I've had the most bonkers up and down week. Literally, some days have genuinely been quite hard, but other days have been pretty amazing and really lovely, including an amazing day trip to some beautiful Cotswold lakes, which almost didn't look real. And also, yesterday, I found out I got a job. Woo, finally. Wow. The only reason I'm mentioning it at all is because I know how many people are looking for jobs and I know how draining and frustrating it is. I've experienced it firsthand. So my only reason for mentioning it is because keep going It will happen at some point and I have witnessed how fast things can change at the moment. But back to the top three. I've chosen a few more things which have routinely made me smile over the past few weeks and I thought I would share those. And the first one is MT Book Club. Not like Empty Book Club where no one turns up. No, MT, Musical Theatre Book Club for anyone who doesn't know my acronyms. Musical Theatre Book Club, I hear you say. What's that? That sounds interesting. Maybe a bit geeky. But I'm telling you now, it's great. So it's like a regular book club, but rather than reading a book, you watch a different musical each week and then you come together to chat about your thoughts, your feelings, the characters, the plot, what you vibed with, what you didn't vibe with, even what character Jason Derulo might play. That's a common theme because, you know, after his awe-inspiring, career-defining performance in that musical about certain feline creatures, the world's his oyster, he could play any part. We do chat about that. But each week it's a very different musical, so we often alternate between new or lesser well-known musicals, and then musicals in the contemporary canon, and then some older but really well-known classics. So the first week I joined, we discussed The Grinning Man, which was originally on at Bristol Old Vic. And it's based on a novel by Victor Hugo. So there are some lamers vibes in there. And it is quite dark, but it is also really interesting. It has really unusual features. It has shadows, it has puppetry, and it's just a really innovative watch. Um, So I enjoyed chatting about that one. And then the week after that, it was Hamilton, obviously coinciding with the release on Disney+. Plus. I couldn't actually make that week, but I do know Hamilton really well and I adore it. 
and thank the Lord for Disney Plus. I know so many people have been loving watching Hamilton on their home TV screen. And then this week, it's The Music Man, which is a gorgeous, gorgeous musical. It's right up my street with the style of singing and everything. And it has Kristen Chenoweth, who is a goddess as Marion, Matthew Broderick as Harold Hill. And so it's a really great version. And I, for one, cannot wait to just chat about it for a few hours with like-minded people and see what everyone thought. And which character Jason Derulo would play this time, because who knows? Up for discussion. So yeah, we've been having a lot of fun talking about different musicals. Another one of the highlights from my week has been reading back through my five-year diary. Apart from the fact that it's emphasised that this year really doesn't compare to the last four years. But I've literally just finished a five-year Q&A diary in which I answered a question every day for five years from July 2015 to July 2020. But each day has the same question every year. So for example, as I'm recording this, the question of the day is, does anything hurt today? Bit of a random question. Sometimes they're a bit odd. But in 2016, I wrote that I was on an intense dance course. And so I said, pretty much everything. Lol. Ooh, I was so cool. And then in 2017, I was in Greece, of all places, and I got the weirdest burn line because I was wearing a really sexy swimming costume, but neglected to put sun cream on the random holes that were going down the stomach. So that was what hurt that year. And then in 2018, I was lucky enough to be on another holiday and so had mosquito bites all over me. And then last year, I was rehearsing for the Edinburgh Fringe. Christ. But I was a bit fatigued because we'd been doing loads of dancing in Legally Blonde, which was the musical I was doing every day. Although obviously I was completely loving it, so take me back. But yes, even with that random question, which was a really strange one actually, how nice is it to reflect on the past five years and look back at all the memories? I have never written a diary before and prior to this kind of Q&A journal, I'd always given up whenever I'd tried to write a diary. It just felt like too much of a commitment. And also, I didn't really think I was really a sentimental person. But I love looking back over this book and seeing how much I've changed. Or actually how much I haven't changed. Every year on April 8th, I've admitted that my secret passion is either getting an early night or stalking people on Instagram. So not sure I should be admitting that, but uh, there we go. And... Every single year, I've written that I'm chasing that dream job. So I probably haven't changed much, really, in the past five years. I won't tell you some of the more personal things that feature in the diary, but I had a lot of fun laughing and reminiscing, reading back through the past five years of memories. I feel like 18 to 23 are pretty formative years of your life. And I think I might get another one of these kind of one-line-a-day diaries to take me to 28. Gosh, it makes me feel a bit weird thinking about what might have changed by the time I'm 28. Oh, makes me freak out. Anyway, for me, it's an accomplishment to have written something every single day for five years. I didn't miss a day. I did not miss a day. So I'm very proud for that. And I just felt it had to feature in my top three. And then the last thing that I want to mention in my top three this week is stylish but safe face masks. So obviously, we all need to wear face masks when we leave the house. 
and I have found some really nice ones with different designs on. Particularly, I have some really nice ones with floral designs on and wanted to mention them in case anyone was interested. The ones I've actually got are from Apricot and again, not sponsored or anything, but they have some really tasteful and also well-made, so they're safe, face masks. And they've also introduced co-wards, so you can buy your face mask and then you can buy a dress which coordinates with it so you can walk down the street rocking a matching dress and mask vibe. And um, all proceeds go to the NHS with the apricot masks. So it's a nice thing to just buy some as well to say thank you. Obviously, there are loads of places that you can buy face masks and they're readily available. And also, you can make face masks at home if you fancy. I know quite a few people have been doing that and it's something my mum is currently up to, which is a nice challenge. And I've also been told, actually, that you can buy custom-designed masks on websites. So Snapfish, for example, which specialises in personalised prints and personalised anything, really are doing personalised face masks. So you can upload a photo of your family, for example, and have it printed on a mask. I'm not sure about you, but I definitely wouldn't want to be walking around with my family plastered all over my face. Don't get me wrong, I love my family, but that is a lot. Imagine just your mouth moving and it's just your whole family on your face. But each of their own, so long as you're wearing a mask, that's all that matters really, isn't it? So those are my top three. I've been loving being geeky at Empty Book Club. Do check out all those musicals. They're all amazing. And I would recommend writing a diary and wearing a mask. If we write a diary now, at least, we can look back at it in 2021 and think how brilliant life is by comparison to this year. Swings and roundabouts. Stories from others. Once again, there have been some brilliant stories this week, including great news happening to some of my nearest and dearest, which is always so nice. My sister actually just won a prize at uni, so I'm very proud. Although I can't fathom how we're related. So my sister does chemistry, so she won a practical organic chemistry prize. Ooh, how fancy. So whilst I'm singing, you know, something like Tangled or prancing around the living room, trying not to hit the furniture. My sister is mixing dangerous chemicals and solving complex impossible formulae, which don't even make sense for me to look at. But you know, it's nice to be different and well done. I'm so proud, Caro. Anyway, on to the news from others. And speaking of jobs, the news this week is quite varied and involves people pursuing many different careers. I've technically cheated as well with the first piece of news because I actually haven't spoken to this person about mentioning it on the podcast. They didn't write in or anything. But I wanted to mention it because I squealed when I found this out and I'm so thrilled for this person. I'm keeping her anonymous because, yeah, she doesn't know. But. Recently, one of my really, really good friends got into drama school and she is so insanely talented and I think this was her fourth time auditioning. So I'm 
absolutely ecstatic that a drama school has finally seen sense and watch out world because she is coming and she is made of amazing stuff and auditioning for drama school is just such an odd one it's so strange because often there are so many different factors involved and even the most talented people can slip through the net and it sounds a bit la-di-da but I always think sometimes that things happen for a reason and I think it has a funny way of working out in the end so This person, for example, has done incredible things over the past few years while she's not been at drama school and now I'm sure she'll do even more incredible things at drama school and I'm just so pleased that everything has worked out and I am very proud, again, I'm going to say proud a lot this episode, I'm a very proud friend and you know who you are if you're listening, I'm so happy for you and I really wanted to just give you a little shout out. And now for the news that people have actually shared with the podcast this week. So the next thing I want to talk about is from Emma and she has nearly finished her midwifery training and her big news is that she has just delivered 40 babies. I mean midwifery must be such a uniquely rewarding profession. You're bringing life into the world and making parents unbelievably happy. I mean I can't imagine what it would be like to deliver a baby. Apart from the fact that I would be way too squeamish, I'm not very good with blood, I would not be a good midwife. But it must feel amazing to feel responsible for helping to bring happy, healthy new lives into the world. And Emma's done that 40 times already. So she's doing pretty incredible things. And midwives, nurses, doctors, they do things every day that I know so many of us couldn't. Not only during this difficult time, but every single month of every single year. Emma has actually also been helping the maternity workforce in the current climate and I read that an estimated 116 million babies will be born in the shadow of the pandemic. So resources are really stretched and I know hospitals will have been so grateful for the help of student nurses, student midwives and student doctors. So huge thanks to Emma and to all the hospital staff who are working tirelessly at the moment in all departments. Big thank you. And then for the next piece of news, the next story, I'm delighted to be interviewing another guest, Ollie Hogburn, who has some good news to share this week. Ollie used to actually be my drama teacher, so it feels weird not calling him Mr. Hogburn. I'm feeling quite uncomfortable about that. But he's one of the first people who made me fall in love with theatre at my school, along with a few others. And now he is an Olympic sports commentator and he has commentated a total of 46 different sports all across the world, sometimes to up to three and a half billion people, which is absolute madness. So he is here to tell us about his silver linings of lockdown and some sports news to look out for. Hi, Ollie. Heather, hello. It is wonderful to be chatting to you. What a, what an unexpected surprise. Oh, it's so lovely to be talking to you as well. So people listening might not know this, but you were actually meant to be commentating at the Tokyo Olympics right now, weren't you? Yes, I was. I'm just looking at the uh, date on my phone. I would be going out there in eight days' time to uh, to spend time out doing the Olympics and the Paralympics, but obviously yeah. a lot has changed. I know. I'm sorry. We'll have to wait till next year. Fingers crossed. 
But that hasn't stopped you being busy because I've heard that you've been up to some more unexpected projects recently. Yes, I have. And it's been really exciting. When the the whole lockdown happened, like a lot of freelancers, my world in in sport completely transformed almost literally overnight, actually. I remember the the event that was cancelled right as the, the pandemic began. And you sort of have a choice when something like this happens. You either get consumed in the mire of self-pity <laughs> okay what can I do differently what can I what can I change what new skills can I develop yeah and I I sort of took the view philosophically that if I was in a position to feel self-pity I was probably doing pretty well compared to a lot of people and therefore didn't really deserve to or need to feel any self-pity and so I started to talk to lots of people that I worked with about various archive possibilities you know, yeah. you, Heather, with the work you do in theatre, yes. you know that, that performance, entertainment is something that people are missing a great deal at the moment. And people are missing sport an enormous amount as well. And oh, some completely. of the various people I worked for decided to do some big archive projects. And, and that's what I've been working on at the moment, which is a project to bring the Olympic archive to life with new commentary, new voiceover, so that when the game should be happening this summer... People are going to get to tune into loads of historic content. Amazing. And I'm sure it will be like watching it live in that they won't have seen it before. And so really, it will be a very similar experience and you'll get to create something permanent. Yes. And that's the really amazing thing that my producer told me at the Olympic Channel, who I'm doing this for, that the commentary that is added now is going to go into the Olympic archive. So if you go back and you watch... Bob Beeman winning the long jump in Mexico 1968 or Dick Fosbury creating the Fosbury flop. Yeah. It's going to have my voice, which is going to make me seem a lot older than I actually am. <laughs> no. It's, it's lovely. It's, it's, it's amazing. I've been discovering so much of the history of sport that I didn't know very well. It's amazing. Absolutely. And I'm glad that, you know, you have this really exciting thing to keep you very occupied. And also things are beginning to get back to normal. You said you'd commentated your first live football match in something like 111 days so things are beginning to get back to it they are they are it was a strange one yes you're, you're quite right 119 days I think it was wow. between my last live commentary and this one it was a, a Japanese football match I did last weekend anyone who's a fan of football we, we show the Japanese football on free sports in the UK it's a lovely league to watch it's a league that's very close to my heart because I lived in Japan and I yeah. speak the language and yes did a game uh, last weekend we'll be doing a game uh, the weekend after next oh brilliant loads going on for you right now and it sounds like there's a lot of positive things that have come your way so thanks so much for sharing your news I can't wait to turn on the Olympics or something and hear your voice in an archival project broadcasting into my sitting room <laughs> thank you so much and may I also say Heather one of the great delights of the lockdown has been things like this of reconnecting with people it's been lovely to chat to you as you say brings back wonderful memories of teaching you drama in years nine and ten and uh, what a fantastic GCSE class oh. that, uh, that you were part of so that's been lovely for me and, and good luck with the pod stories from the news it's been quite a busy week in the news and there have been some potentially shocking revelations. The first one I'm going to mention is the potentially 
terrible revelation for some, but I'm mentioning it on the happy half because why not, about star signs. So for anyone interested in astrology and keen on horoscopes, the news has emerged that there is a 13th star sign called Ophiuchus. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but we're going to roll with that. It is known as the serpent bearer, and if reports are to be believed, this means that anyone born between November 29th and December 17th have this new star sign. So I read that apparently only six days of the year are now for Scorpios. But if you're born between those dates and you're questioning your identity, do not worry. Apparently, those with the Ophicus star sign are very excited and smart people. They are information seekers and they're known for their attractive physical appearance. So you never know, it could be a good thing. These are all brilliant traits to have. And regardless of any changes, you are who you are. I mean, I'm still an Aries. I never really follow the Zodiac, but I've just looked it up. And apparently, Aries are passionate with a cheerful disposition and relentless determination. So I'm going to take that. One site did also say, though, that I'm direct, that I can get frustrated, and that I like things quick and dirty. Hmm. Not entirely sure that's me. One earth they could be referring to there, but, um... I think I prefer cheerful disposition. We'll roll with that one. But yes, that was some news this week that was a little bit different. And speaking of cheerful disposition, another piece of news from this week, which you might have heard about, is the boy who sent the Queen a happiness word search to do, as he was worried and concerned that she might have been lonely during lockdown. Timothy Madders, a seven-year-old from Essex, sent the Queen a hand-drawn word search he created, which is full of hidden happy words, including love, hug, sunshine, family, playtime, jolly, friends, holiday, lots of things, and all things which make us smile. And the Queen really valued his kind gesture, and he received a letter saying that his thoughtfulness was greatly appreciated, and the Queen hoped that he too was feeling safe and well. And there's a picture of Timothy holding the letter from Windsor Castle up to the camera. And he looks completely chuffed. He said that he picked happiness as the theme because he wanted the Queen to think of happy words as she did it. And then he also sent a photocopy to some of the elderly people living in his neighbourhood for them to do it too. The Queen got the original, of course, the one and only. But anyway, when I saw this news, my heart just soared. He's only seven and it's a really lovely gesture and he's a very kind-hearted boy. Maybe Timothy needs to come on the happy half because it sounds like he's spreading a lot of cheer. So that was very sweet news to read. And then the last thing I want to mention in the news is some of the murals which have been erected recently in response to artistic, educational or political developments and the current climate. I think that physical murals are a great way to outwardly recognise some of the amazing work which has been done and continues to be done and they obviously also serve as a reminder and as important artistic expression. So I just want to mention a few of these things. In relation to talking about healthcare workers who I spoke about earlier, in Paris the Opera Bastille has paid tribute to some of its healthcare workers 
by having their portraits hung all over the frontage. It's a really impressive sight and also the portraits are quite fun actually and the care workers are all pulling various faces and they're quite big portraits. They were installed on the Bastille's facade by professional mountaineers so they're quite something and they make for a really stunning collage. And there are similar things all over the world actually and lots of beautiful murals have been designed. In London there is an impressive mural by street artist Lionel Stanhope on a bridge wall in Ladywell and it's of a lady wearing a mask and I continue to be amazed by similar efforts and incredible mural designs which are popping up all over the world. When I lived in Glasgow I was constantly impressed by the murals there. They were all over the city and there was actually a mural trail which was really fun and I personally just think that murals are really vibrant and unique things which can help to characterise an area and say something as well. I read a quote which I posted on the Happy Halfs Instagram account last week and it says, we rise by lifting others. And I thought that related to this, a lot of beautiful artistry has been created and done to lift people up. People like our health workers, people who have fought for equality, And to be honest, anyone that we need to lift up. And the murals kind of lift them up literally and metaphorically. Like, we need to channel a Westlife in life. Absolutely love it. You raise me up. Anyway, I wasn't intending on singing Westlife. That's not in the script, but it came to my head. That's all I have to say this week. So I hope you enjoyed my ramblings and please do continue to get in touch with your news. Follow the happy half on Instagram or Heather J Conda on Twitter or Instagram too, if you fancy. I also have an account called that on Instagram. Why not? And I hope you have a good week and I hope you're not too distressed by the whole star sign thing. Apparently the change really does only affect the side real astrologists out there, whatever that means. And also, I'm often not convinced by my horoscope anyway. I've just looked up my horoscope for today so that I can share it with you, just to show you how variable they are. And it says, it's time for you to start thinking about how you can get more physically active. Working out a few days a month or going on a jog every other morning is great, but you'll have a lot more fun with it if you integrate your physical exercise into your free time. Well. Don't know what that's trying to say. Also, a jog every other morning. That's quite a lot if you ask me. I think the universe is being a bit cruel with that as my horoscope for the day. But um, maybe what I'll do instead is just watch some of Ollie's Olympic commentary and watch other people be physically active instead. That'll be better, I think. How funny that that's what it says. Proves my point, though. Horoscopes, you know, are not always the best things. Anyway, I am sending you all love and I hope you're all okay and that you have a great time this week, maybe watching some sport, maybe doing other nice things like watching some musicals or writing in a diary. Thanks so much for listening and I will see you next Monday. Bye for now.